1: David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood Good morning everyone Bring them out 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 bring them out
0: Bring them out bring them out Bring them out bring them out Bring out bring out Bring out bring out Oh Welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312 332 ESPN, 332 3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, you reminded me in our meeting this morning that we're just a few days away from spring training. Cubs and White Sox. That will be the first game on our air here on the home of the Sox, ESPN 1000.
1: That's right. We will have baseball back on Friday. Danny was busily at his computer going, all right, I'll get Carmen Yerkov, early, Waddle, Sylvie, so get a break, and bam, we get the sunshine flowing through the radio speakers. Cubs, White Sox. We had both team chairmen. Involved in news stories yesterday. One spoke. The other is going to speak today to the General Assembly down in Springfield. Jerry's asking for a billion-dollar subsidy to build another stadium. Tune in. And Tom spoke yesterday at Cubs camp in his annual State of the Cubs address. Mm -hmm. And it was not well received by much of the fan base.
0: Yes, excuses against the gray wall at Sloan. That's what I saw. There he is standing in front of the gray wall. And there's 257932. You know, ESPN Chicago. All the mics, the Penn and Mike Club, right there to find out. Hey, owner Tom, what do you think of the Chicago Cubs? How about the budget?
2: Yeah, I don't get into that. And basically, they, the, the budget is determined, you know, as, as we, you know, boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're going to, you know,. Uh, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of go-for-it or championship window. We're trying to be consistent. I mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win and um And every year has that opportunity. And and so we try, I try to look at the budget much more consistently than, you know, than let's just go for it one year.
0: Good to hear the
1: uh, BS plane flying over as he gives that answer. So I was on the phone with a few different people in the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I talked to my buddy Stoney, I talked to a couple other guys, and I said, okay, I'm here, you're out there, and one was in Florida. (laughs) I said, what would you do if you were the Cubs? Would you sign Bellinger? And almost to a man, they said, yeah, short term. If he wants a long-term deal, I would not give it to him. They said, go back and look at his contact rate and his exit velocity the last couple months. He said... Are you banking that he's the guy for the first four months of 23 or the guy that had awful 21 and 22 where his numbers were worse than Jason Hayward? Or is he the guy from 19 who won the MVP? They would not give him a long-term deal. They Short-term with a chance at an option that automatically vests, yes. But they would sign pitching. They all said, that's fine. You got young players that can play in the outfield. But why not take a run at Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery? There might be a trade candidate out there like Jesus Lazardo from the Miami Marlins. Really good pitcher. And reportedly there are multiple teams trying to make a deal to get him. But it would be very costly in terms of prospect capital. That all said, I don't want to hear what do we have to do to get more spending, more revenue. Hang on a second. You have an insane amount of revenue there. I understand you have to pay your own upkeep of your stadium. You don't have the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority like Jerry does. You had to spend a billion dollars to renovate your stadium. You don't have a free stadium that was paid for by the taxpayers, and now you're looking for an I get all that. But you know what the Cub fan in me wants to hear? You know what the Cub fan who's driving to work right now, man or woman, goes, I just want to watch my team compete. They don't want to hear, we need more revenue. They want to hear, we got a chance to win, and man, the Cubs had a really active offseason, and man, the Cubs are really good. That's all they care about.
0: Yes, that's all they care about, but that's not what you're getting. That's not what you're getting, Cap. Once again, the Chicago Cubs are in the top ten of payroll. You're nine in payroll. Nine. So so here's the thing. Uh-huh. This is a baseball team here that should be competing and winning the division going away. That was my thought in December. When the hot stove started in December, January, getting into the winter meetings, I said you should be the bell of the ball. I didn't expect the Cubs to be able to come up at a haul out of the winter meetings. But I thought the Cubs would not be a ball club that's standing still with the ninth best payroll. You're standing still. You see, the days of Larry Himes and Ed Lynch and Andy McPhail, those days are in the past. When you're pinching every single penny. Nope, we're just going to throw out a couple of veterans out there. They almost had the White Sox type of philosophy at, at one point. Let's bring in the attractions. Let's just find veterans from other teams, offs, and throw them on the roster. Cup fans will come out. Doesn't matter. As long as they got a cup uniform and the sun is, is warm and the beard is cold, doesn't matter. What I'm telling you, Cap, is that because you're top nine, there's no time to be frugal. There's no time to penny pinch or to be choosy about it. You got Craig Councilman for a reason. That can't be your biggest splash. If I'm a Cub fan, I'm outraged right now because what I'm saying is is that the roster's fine, but you you don't have a payroll that's supposed to be. Oh, the roster's fine. That, that the, the the payroll to me does not dictate. uh, oh, you know what? We'll just have a few guys here and there, and then see what happens. No, you should be going for it. You should be one of the top teams in the National League. Should be.
1: I don't disagree. Now, they're never, ever, ever going to spend at the level of the Dodgers. That's just a fact. That's fine. The Dodgers got an insane TV deal, unfortunately for the Cubs. They were locked up with Comcast Sportsnet NBC until 2019 when that window had already started to close. And we're seeing a lot of teams having struggles financially because the regional sports network's deals are collapsing. There's bankruptcies everywhere. But we were told they're going to break away from the other three teams and that Marquee is going to let wheelbarrows of cash get dumped at Theo's door. you remember that? Yes. And Crane and his business side have maximized a ton of revenue, the DraftKings deal and the, this deal and the legacy part. They've done a great job. There's a ton of revenue. Okay, if you don't think that, and I'm not saying you, but if people out there in the game would not give Bellinger eight years or five years or whatever it is, that's fine you still need more pitching you're telling me you can't get a deal done for anybody nobody i don't believe it
0: With 187 million dollar payroll the chicago cubs are the embodiment of being half pregnant that's what you are because with 187 million where's your stars <laughs> you would think if you're a top ten in payroll that you'd have difference. Makers. Now, listen, the Arizona Diamondbacks, to me, are an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Because you know, again, high payroll doesn't necessarily mean automatic World Series championship, but mm-hmm. it does increase your chances to get there based on who you spend the money on. Correct. And here's a perfect example of how it's not a guarantee. Look at the Mets. Yeah, they spent, what, 380 400 Yes. Didn't even make the playoffs. Look at the Yankees. Same Did thing, right? Dead last. But, you know, look at the Braves, and, you know, one and done. So, but it increases your chances to try to get there in the dance. Correct. What I'm saying is, is that when you have that kind of payroll at 187 million, and by the way, if you don't believe me, ask Cap. Many, many, many shows in the '90s, many, many, many shows in the, in the early 2000s of saying, "When is the payroll going to get better? Where are the difference makers? How come they don't get this free agent? This, that, and the other? How come they don't make this trade?" Well, the Cubs actually have the wherewithal to be able to spend money on Bellinger. Here's the thing. Uh, to me, if I'm a Cub fan, it, I don't care how much it costs. I do care about a difference maker that can help me from the left side offensively. I, I don't. I don't need Tom Ricketts to co host with me or him in the studio. Or I don't need. All I know is this: If I'm Craig Council, I'm saying I've met, I left Milwaukee for what I think is a dream job with the Cubs. And I look at this roster and I go, I "Think Milwaukee's better?" Seriously. I mean, I understand that he's going to be in this for the long haul, at least five years, right, Council, mm-hmm. at, at least five, six years. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that I got a new job, and I think there should be new expectations. With counsel, that means that you step up in class. You felt like David Ross wasn't the right guy. And, and by the way, that's fine. If you felt like this is your Joe Madden of this generation, that you're going to step up with a new manager, fine. But along with that are expectations. You can't say, hey, look at us. The most money ever for a manager. Here's Craig Council. We're going to play the kids. What? Cap, you can't, again, half pregnant. You can't say all in on Council, yeah, let's see what PCA can do for 400 bats. Or, or, or let's just middle it at first base. Man, at this point in time, Cap, as you well know, a good baseball team, you are solid up the middle. You're solid on the corners at third and first base. You're airtight defensively. You're pitching. Better be solid. When you get counsel, that means you're stepping up in class when you're rostered, too. So you match the manager with the roster. You can't say, here's counsel. We're paying through nose for him. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Uh, we're going to hold on to a few dollars. Here. Cap, it's not our money. It's their money.
1: You have it to spend. It kind of is our money when we buy tickets. Ultimately, Or yes. watch games Ultimately, or patronize marquee sponsors. Ultimately. But uh, uh, but do you understand the parallel I'm
0: making? Yeah. You get counsel and then say, well, see what Bush can do over at first base. We don't really need Bellinger. We'll just to a PCA out no. there. And, and then and then try to experiment. You're the Cubs. You're experimenting with Morell at third. I like his batting a lot. I'm a big Morell fan. But the idea like, oh, yeah, thirty errors at third. it's fine.
1: No, you. Yeah, there's no four and five out innings. Now, Marull at third base. Well, first of all, did you say the Brewers are better than the Cubs? I, if you're counsel,
0: you're saying, well, wait a minute now. Like I thought that this Cubs roster should be way better than the Brewers, even though the Brewers have missed some pitching. Yeah, the Cubs. It's, yeah,
1: Cubs over under in Vegas is eighty three and a half. Yeah, Brewers are seventy seven and a half. They're taking a big step back.
0: All I'm saying is, if you're counsel, you expected a lot more. From okay, the Cubs. Now, the dude. one
1: thing I would tell you, and I agree with you on a lot what you just said. Yeah. I'm being told Craig Council wants to play the younger players, and that he said to somebody, "Your guy's problem is you never let your young players play." We did in Milwaukee, but and we beat your ass, but not in abundance. That's my point. Where, yeah. uh, where's your difference-making slugger they in this lineup? Do not have a star. Yeah, that's all I'm Shane saying. Say Suzuki's a really good player. Swanson, good player. Horner, good player. Hap, good player. They don't have a star, and that, to me, is the most indicting thing.
0: For $187 million. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we used to go push and pull, trying to get the Cubs to $100 million. Now, is one of those guys in their system trending to be a star? I don't see a Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. I don't see one of the—maybe one develops into that. But I'll argue, with while their system is more highly rated in terms of depth, they have seven top 100 prospects, there's not a guy coming along where, like Chris Bryant, you went, that guy can be an MVP. Anthony Rizzo, that guy's 30 and 100 every year. Mm-hmm. I don't see one of those
0: yet. All I'm saying is, is that i agree that young players should play. I agree with that. But while you do that, you also have to spend money on veterans. And you better be the Dodgers if you're going to play a number of young players. Because the Dodgers, we admire them for being one of the best of saying, boy, their balance of how they're able to spend money on quality talent and develop a farm system at the same time. A
1: couple years ago, we were talking about this like, boy, that's admirable. Good baseball. Correct. Yeah. The comment that Tom made that bothered me, and I'm just speaking as a Cubs fan, when they asked him, what do you have to do to add more payroll? And he said, get more revenue. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I can't do I that. don't want to hear that. If Larry Heim said that, you could understand. It's 91. Correct. You didn't have, you didn't have the revenue streams over there like you, had, like you have now. Like he mentioned that the Cubs are right there with the CBT level. No, you're not. The CBT level's 237. Cubs are at 200 when you factor in all the other expenses that you have to pay for a player. All their benefits, everything. It's 200. I think Jesse said to us yesterday the actual number is 200 million. That's right. Okay. You got $37 million worth of wiggle room. You're telling me I can't get two more deals done? See,
0: here's what I don't like I don't like when people in authority try to BS us as fans. I don't like that because there was a time cap that you had to make a phone call. Or really do a lot of really deep dive research to find out, okay, what's the payroll and what and what are the limits for this team? Now it's for everybody. It's a touch of a of a, on a Google search. That's it. It's right there in front of you. That's or it. Or we're gonna wait for the column to come out in the newspaper, you know, and see the like the payrolls listed in the paper and then compare your team to the rest of the team like yeah. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Had, uh, but now it's just one Google search. It's right there in front of you, the information. Correct. So, you can't BS us. He can't say that in an open mic when I, we can just Google search and it's right
1: there. Everybody was tweeting at me. I say, Will you rant in the morning? We signed David Peralta and Dominique Brown. No, we're Dominic Brown. No, those are minor league non roster invitees. Every camp has them. I'm not, that's not worth me ranting over. Now, if I hear that the Pirates got Cody Bellinger on a one year deal for $24 million, yeah, I will rant. <laughs> yeah, I will. Now, I get that Tom doesn't deal much with Scott Boris. They've talked before, but he does not engage Scott on contracts and sign. That's Jed's deal. That's fine. I got no issue with that. There's a lot of owners that feel the same way. Some don't. I'm sure the Colorado owner regrets 182 million to Chris Bryant. I'm sure that there are other owners that go, "I can't believe I gave that contract out." Yep. What was I thinking? Got to listen to your baseball. Let them do their. T- That's fine. I just want to go into the season feeling like you've done pretty much everything within reason to put a winning product out on the field. This is a dice roll. Right now for me, from my seat, that's a dice roll. I just thought the Cubs were trying to win this year. They'll tell you they are.
0: Okay. I just I just don't want to just say it's a fair to complete that the Cubs – just because the Brewers have taken a step back in their pitching, that oh, well, the Brewers are out of it. Cincinnati, I, we we just looked at each other with what Jesse was giving us this spiel about uh, the Cincinnati Reds being a better team this year. Reds, he has them like like as a contender. He hasn't won in the division. No, okay, sure. good luck. <laughs> like we know the Pirates are the Pirates, and then the rest of it, right? The Reds but, have good young players. Yeah, they do, but you just but. I, I laugh at that. All I'm telling you, Cap, is that if I'm a Cup fan today, I'm looking at this like, so the the gates are open at Sloan, and this is it? Okay. I can understand if you're a non-contender, and if you're in the middle of the pack or toward the bottom in payroll, all right, we're trying to build this thing, kind of like the White Sox, right, at the, at the bottom. But you're not the bottom. You are part of the evil empire.
1: You're in the top ten, Cap. I still think they're going to make another move, whether that's Matt Chapman, whether that is Cody Bellinger. If you said to me, you know what, they're not going to sign either of those guys, but guess what? They are going to sign Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. I'm in.
0: Let's go. But you know that that's that's kind of not baseball. You're a baseball man. You understand. Mm -hmm. You want the new guy to be acclimated with the ball club from day one. This coming through the gates through the third week of spring training or opening day, eh. I understand that things have changed here because there's so many players that are still looking for a job today. I'm just saying that you know baseball like I know baseball. You like your guy signed. He's talking to the press. All right, day one. You got the Cub uniform on. Let's go. Get acclimated to your, your new teammates here. Right. See what you can do. This whole
1: thing coming in late. Ah. I, I found it interesting, Tom's comment about Boris. That surprised me. Where he said, "We really haven't negotiated. That's on them." So three one two three three two ESPN three
0: three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Cap and I want to talk to you, um, Shay. Let's open the phone lines. Let's get your thoughts on Tom Ricketts, and we'll hear more from Tom coming up next. He met the media yesterday. Are you outraged as a Cubs fan? I think you should be. That, that the ball club's good, but you expected more after the council signing. Let's get your thoughts. And also, uh Rick, talks about uh, the challenges for Major League Baseball as far as the RSNs, the TV deals. We'll get into that and more. Cap and Jay hood weekday morning, 7 to 10.
1: Yeah, Cap and Jay hood are
0: back. Oh, Cap, Jay hood big fan, man. Ba, 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 ba. Watch out, fellas. On
1: Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Still to come this hour, Shay Norling with Snorling's Scouting Report. Got another quarterback to take a look at in the first round of the draft. It's national champion J.J. McCarthy from Michigan.
1: Oh, did you do it without any bias, Sparty? You'll see. (laughs) Hey! We'll find out at 750. Uh, Something that bothered me about what Tom said yesterday. Yeah. When he compared the Cubs to the Diamondbacks when he said Arizona got to the World Series they didn't need you don't need it's not who how much you spend. He's right that it's not how much you spend, but when you're a financial behemoth in your division, a heavyweight, you can't go in going, yeah, I don't know who our third baseman is. I really don't know who our center fielder is and if the answer is Mike Talkman that's a bad answer. He's a backup outfield. Good player. Glad he's your fifth outfielder, fourth outfielder. He's not your opening day freak at center fielder. So Pete Carr Armstrong, you better have a hell of a spring, young man. Here's the thoughts from Tom Ricketts.
2: Well, I think that's that's the beauty of baseball. Like you don't you don't have to you know necessarily have the highest payroll or the biggest stars. If you're playing well, anybody can beat anybody. And I was happy for the Diamondbacks. I mean, I think they uh, you know they're they're a, a team that was you know a well well constructed team and. Yeah, they play baseball with you know, speed and moving runners and good defense. And so it's, um, I was happy for them. I just wish they hadn't beat us so many times.
0: Yeah, you know what? No, that's not true, Tom. That's not true. Anybody just can't just beat anybody and get to the World Series. That's not true. Don't look at Arizona like they're the Pittsburgh Pirates or Kansas City Royals. Don't do that. That's not true. You have to be able to have some semblance of stars or difference makers in your lineup. Not saying that the Cubs don't. What I'm saying is, is that when you have a payroll of that, th- at this high, again, in my lifetime, I never thought the Cubs would be in the top five or top 10 in payroll. Because Cap and I, as as kids and as adults and as broadcasters, complained about the payrolls on both sides of town for years. For and years. In a, a major market like Chicago. For years. So, so the idea that you're now in the top 10 is like, he turns a blind eye to us it, like anybody can beat anybody. Arizona's not the formula. They're an anomaly. They just
1: are, Cap. I agree. That's a very good way to put it. They're not the formula. They're an anomaly. He's right. Just get in and anything can happen. We saw two years ago Philly get in as the wild card. We saw Arizona get in. We've seen Tampa Bay get there. Not win it, but get to the World Series. That's all well and fine. But again, my point is when your stadium is atm park at wrigley field don't tell me you need more revenue it's like the comment he made many years ago about biblical losses maybe they were maybe you did lose 200 million dollars in the pandemic okay i don't want to hear it when you've got the amount of revenue and the value of your franchise is north of four billion and i don't want to hear yesterday what would it take to increase payroll more revenue no, i don't want to hear that can't do that Andy Mcphail could have done that even if it's true keep it to yourself yeah Andy
0: could have said that I mean you're begging the Tribune company to spend more money now oh, Cubs are fine look
1: at the look at the fans in the stands look at the TV deal we're do you, fine do you know what an executive at the Tribune told me recently that or this is um, probably ten years ago this is post Andy and post Tribune okay an executive at The Tribune literally said to me cap We would have our meeting every November, early December before the holidays to set the budget for the next season. And Andy would come in and go, here's what I need. And I literally looked at it and went, that's it? I'll give you more money. No, we're good. Andy, this is all you need? Yep. We'll be competitive. And he said, Okay, you're the guy running baseball ops. You know more than I do, but really, think about it. I'll give you more money. <laughs> and he wasn't talking like a million. He was talking about significant money. Yeah. Nope. We're good. Hmm. Andy McPhail's small market mentality was not a good thing for the Cubs. No. No. He belonged in a market like Minnesota. That's
0: exactly where he belonged. And our Twins. Hey, look, they were successful with Minnesota with the Twins that way.
1: But not Chicago. And the guy they thought they had hired, it's like the untold story, was the Royals GM, John Sherholz. Oh, yeah. They got permission to talk to him, made him an offer. He's going to come. And then the owner of the Royals went, nah, I'm going to keep him. I'm not giving you permission to hire him. What? Mm. And two years later, he's off to Atlanta. And he, yeah. Yeah. Fact.
0: John Sherholes would have been a boob with a Cubs tie. Right. He's going to the failed. Hall of Fame. Yeah. This guy's amazing. Because they wouldn't have let him spin like that. They wouldn't have – didn't have the farm system that the Braves had to be They're able not. to develop and have all that success. Correct. See? 312-332-3776 our phone number. More from Ricketts in a moment. But first, we go to Tony in downtown Chicago on Cap'n J-Hood. Tony, good morning.
1: Gents, good morning on this beautiful Tuesday. Hey. Anthony, uh, what's sorry. up, man? It's your buddy Tony Capo, Hey, listen to this one. I am so sick and
0: tired of Jed attacking free agency the way my wife t- attacks the dollar store. You know what you've got? Hosmer, Barnhart, VR, Ortega, S- 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 Angerton, Simmons. Wisdom. You know what you have? A garbage. <laughs> a whole bag of garbage. You know what? All these guys stink, and they none of them are going to be any good. And you know what they should do? Look, JD Martinez. You can get him on a short term. One- or two-year deal, 10 to $12 million, and he is that middle-of-the-order bat that would fit perfectly within this lineup. Why are they making it so difficult? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are.
1: Well, I mean, you're bringing up an interesting name. Now, how old is J.D.? J.D.'s old. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, J.D. Martinez is 36, turning 37. That's more of a socks pickup. He's a right-handed bat. They want a left handed bat. Mm -hmm. Now, again, would I give Cody Bellinger five at 150, 30 million a year? I would not. I would not. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me he's going to keep playing at some camp in Arizona with the other unsigned guys? At some point, there's got to be a meeting of the minds here. And it gets done, right? That's all I'm
0: saying. Like, like I'm not counting Ricketts' money yes. in that regard because if I'm as a fan, if I was a Cup fan, I couldn't care less how much it would cost. What I care about is the quality on the team. That that's what I would care about. And here's the thing: Bellinger is not the difference between a World Series and not cap. I'm just saying that you need left-handed power like a hobo needs a ham sandwich. You're right. You need it badly. And if that's the best that's on the board, as we always say as far as the NFL draft, best on the board, then you got to get Bellinger. That's all I'm saying. Like, Why why should I care if I'm a Cub fan of how much it costs? Why should I care? What I want is quality on the field. And I'm saying that the Cubs are good, but the Cubs should be better than just good when you had the ninth best payroll. Imagine that kind of payroll. In your wildest dreams, Cap, you thought, say 20 years ago. The Cubs are in the top 10, $187 million payroll. Well, how many stars they have? They must have got guys in the corners, and they must have a hairy-chested slugger at first base, and they must have like the best cat catcher or the best starting pitching in the big leagues or at least the National League. No, you got none of that. You don't have the best of
1: anything. Yeah, I'm looking at You so understand that, right? You, yeah. have,
0: you have the best of nothing at, at Clark and Addison. Yeah, you, I, have, you have quality players, but quality players is good, but imagine if you had more. Star power. You don't have the best of anything over there. You have nice players. Maybe good enough to win a division. Maybe. maybe, maybe, Which
3: is apparently the goal. Because Rick had said yesterday, the goal every year is to try to win the division.
1: Is that enough for you as a Cubs fan? Cap sounds like the Bulls to me. Uh, winning? Uh, th- no, the Bulls do not try to win the division. No, I'm saying that they want to
0: compete. That's oh, what that's 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 what the Cubs sound like. You want to do, just
1: want to compete. Well. If he said we just if I heard that ridiculous Ed Lynch quote when he said we just want to play big games in September, I'll throw up again. That was so offensive. so
3: offensive. He, Rickett said, we just want to get in. once you're in you have a show well, that's different than
1: playing big games in September. You get in. Theo said the same thing. When Theo said everyone went, yeah, Rickett says it because people don't like Tom. they have a problem with. It. you win the division every year. You got a great shot at eventually cashing the chips and winning the World Series. That's a fact. To win the division, that's not easy. Now C Shay, that, for context,
0: what Cap and I are telling you and telling the audience is stuff that we've heard through sound bites and being at Wrigley or being at you know at Kamiski or they're just wiggling in your face. Pretty much saying, oh, yeah, we're just trying to just keep the lights on in September. Or we're just trying
1: to compete. Big names ne- in September is a lot different than winning the division. But, but
0: never hearing the word championship. Correct. That's, that's, that's a bridge too far. Can't say championship. Like, how about Art Carnio in the west side? Never said championship. I think Sigelman. Is it uh, Andrew Sigelman? Seligman. S- Seligman. Mm-hmm. Asked him a question that kind of led him to saying, aren't you trying to strive to win a championship? And he went right back to, oh, we're just trying to compete. We're be just trying to compete. Just be competitive. Just trying to compete. Same thing with the Cubs. Like, what he said there gave me vibes of the 90s. 90s Cubs.
1: Yeah. And again, if, if your goal is to win the division, which means you get in the dance, we know it's a crap. that's fine. They're, they're not there yet winning division. I don't see them winning the division. Maybe. I, I think they can. Maybe we get to August and they're laughing and going, oh. So and so's a rookie of the year, and this one's this. And this one, and they'll have the last, last. God bless. I'll be the first one to praise him. But right now, as a fan, hey. I'm pissed off. There's not enough there. Some thoughts
0: from Tom Ricketts coming up that you might have missed, and also, how do you feel as a Cub fan? Hey, so the first spring training game is Friday. You satisfied with the Cubs are going to bring up North three one two three three two three seven seven six. Is our telephone number Captain J Hood weekday morning seven to
1: ten. Here's today's headline headline with Captain J Hood seven a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Cubs have found their left-handed bat not. Yesterday, they signed free agent first baseman Dominic Smith to a minor league deal. Could max out at three and a half million with incentive. Smith hit 254 with 12 bombs last season with the Nationals. Cubs also signed 36 year old free agent outfielder David Peralta. Both guys get minor league deals and are non roster invitees to camp. Our guy, Albert Breer, who will join us at 8.35 today for Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com, reported yesterday in this Monday Morning QB on SI that the Bears were approached about Justin Fields at the Senior Bowl. While they haven't shopped him, they're expected to have a complete quarterback plan in place by the Combine in Indianapolis next week. We will be on location down there next week with the Waddle and Sylvie Show broadcasting live. Connor Bedard had three points in his second game back from injury last night, scoring or assisting on all three Blackhawks' goals in a 6-3 loss to the Carolina and Hurricanes. Jay Moore. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Ooh. Chicago app. Go, Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. That would be me. Thanks, Matt.
0: captain jay hood on espn 1000 and streaming on the espn chicago app don't forget to watch our show and all the shows on youtube YouTube youtube.com hit that espn chicago subscribe button hit that bell that way you miss nothing not only the shows live but also the extra content on youtube YouTube youtube.com espn chicago hope that you're gonna have a great tuesday 312-332-3776 our phone number. if you're just joining us cap and i are talking about the cubs Your thoughts on Cubs owner Tom Ricketts meeting the media. Are you outraged as a Cub fan Uh, as far as the ball club not necessarily making significant moves being a top 10 payroll in baseball? Because, uh, as uh, Cap was mentioning, it's Cubs and White Sox. The first game is Friday. You can hear it right here on the home of the White Sox ESPN 1000. Tom Ricketts talks about the challenges Major League Baseball faces with their TV, their RSNs.
2: Yeah, I mean, TV's a challenge for everybody right now. Um, I mean, just the, the way people are are consuming media is is switching from the traditional linear cable model to more of a streaming model. And we're going to have to adapt. I mean, we've already started. We do have you can stream marquee, which is something that got off to a really good start last year. So we're excited about that this summer to see how many people do that. Um, but it's it's a it's just a big economic issue for the league overall. And um, hopefully, you know, the next you know next few years we'll be able to figure out how to uh, you know serve the fans the, you know, the right way by letting them watch games how they want to watch games and still maintain a lot of the economics that have driven the league for so long.
0: Yeah, but not you. Man, not, the, not the Cubs. Marquee's got a streaming deal. I know at the beginning it was, it was a little rocky with Marquis. People in Iowa still complained they couldn't see it, but they have a streaming deal now, so that's not the issue. It's not like it's happening with the Twins in Minnesota and some of these other markets. Florida? The problem
1: is it's not generating the revenue that they thought that it would. But that's everyone's dealing with that, whether it's radio, newspapers, TV local, TV national. Advertising is a tough putt right now. That's why you better put a really good team on the field. You better. Yeah. If I'm an advertiser, I got to know people are going to be watching the games to see my commercials. Oh, you guys sponsor the what? I didn't even know. Don't you watch the game? Nah, the team stinks. Then <laughs> yeah. so why am I spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for my company? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100% right. So what about next year,
0: Cap? Because I'm not, I'm not turning the page of the Cubs this year. We haven't even started yet. I'm just saying as far as free agency is concerned. So what if for next year? I mean, if it's not going to be Bellinger, if you're not going to make any splashes here, maybe at the deadline... If the Cubs are close, they will pick up. Well, they always add on if they're close. You would think. You would think. He would think. They, they always do it except
1: last year. Right.
0: <laughs> You're right. They always add on except, they add on, that, except last that year. That was
1: the comment that bothered me yeah. from Jed when he said, we should have been in the playoffs last year. Then why didn't you add any pitching except Jose Quas? My guy. Yeah. A former position player converted. He's okay. Mm-hmm. If you really believe that and you finished one game out, why didn't you add more pitching? If your stated goal is just to get in the tournament and anything can happen, you fell one game short because you didn't have a good enough bullpen.
0: That's on you. So what's the phrase, Shay? The phrase is keeping your powder dry financially this year, right? That's a Theo line. Yeah. Okay. So then what
1: about next year? Well, why should I believe... You know, a buddy of my call goes, maybe we'll go after Soto next year. Soto already announced at Yankees camp. You saw that. He's not going to discuss a long-term contract with the Yankees. He is going to free agency when the season ends. Okay. Why should I believe that the Cubs are going to do that? Tell me why. I'm the most optimistic dude in the world. Love my baseball team. Why should I believe that Juan Soto is going to have a press conference at Wrigley? to announce he signed for $500 million? Why? Have they ever indicated to me that that's what they're going to do? No. And, and Otani's on the high
0: end, and they, you say they were never in the sweepstakes seriously for he Otani.
1: He's now admitted I was only going to the Dodgers.
0: Okay, what about now let's move down the line with other uh, big ticket items that the Cubs can look at. No, I don't expect Soto to be a Chicago Cub next year. And if that's the case, then what are you going to do? All I know is that if I'm Craig Council, I'm like, am I in Chicago or am I in Milwaukee? Right. I'm just being, I'm just being honest, Cap. I mean, and I'm, I'm supporting you because you're my friend. I know my team is, you know, in the mud. I understand that. I understand where the Sox are. So I, I have no dog in the hunt when it comes to the Cubs. But I can support you in saying, hey, man, you, you got to be better than this. It's, it's a good team. Because I I don't want it to come across as I'm disparaging the Chicago Cubs as a team. Because as is, that's an 82-83 win ball club. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that with that payroll, you should have been able to add more to solidify yourself as a playoff team in the National League. That's all I'm saying.
1: I agree. I don't disagree. Now, again, I would not give Cody Bellinger some insane amount of money the more I make calls and ask people in the game. They're like, dude, do not give that guy a five-year deal. You will regret it. So, okay. To give him a little, like Shay and I and you were talking earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay, up his average annual value, give him a short deal. If he won't take it, okay, good luck to you. Then go somewhere else. But I'm looking at the free agent class for next year. There's some really, really good players. Do we have a locked in first baseman at this point? You do not. Maybe Michael Bush, who was the PCL player of the year, is going to be awesome. Guess what? Paul Goldschmidt's a free agent. Yep. Pete Alonzo is a free agent. That's a couple really good first basemen right there.
0: 40, 40, 45 bombs out of Wrigley.
1: Now, maybe Matt Shaw is the guy. He's their top prospect in the infield. Mm-hmm. They love him. And maybe he hits a buck 74 this year and looks like garbage in, du- in double A. Maybe. Make that decision. But let me tell you, Alex Bregman's a free agent. Unless he locks back up with Houston. That guy's a stud. Okay. Okay? Outfield? How about Juan Soto? I'd certainly like to see Juan Soto playing. How about Anthony Santander from Baltimore? I like him a lot. A stud. I like him a lot. I mean, there's some really good players on this list. How about starting pitching? Garrett Cole has an opt-out. He'll probably opt-out. Maybe he goes back to the Yankees. Maybe he doesn't. Corbin Burns. Free agent. Zach Wheeler. Free agent. Max Freed. Free agent. Shane Bieber. Walker Bueller. I mean, there's some really good pitchers on this list.
0: Are you a serious contender for the World Series or are you not? you just trying to keep the lights on or are you trying to seriously contend? That matters, Cap. Correct. What are you trying to do? Just
1: trying to sell $17 beers. Okay. It all sucks. Well, I mean, if that's it, then... I mean, I know Jed. He goes to work every day. He wants to win. He's not just going to work, eh, whatever. He doesn't. He wants to win. But at some point, management has to go, okay, we got a shot here. So maybe that's after this year. But until you prove that to me, I can't buy in. I can't. If I'm Jed, I know that I was part of that
0: World Series championship team as well, but I'd like to be able to walk out of Theo's shadow. And get my own World Series championship team that I ran. I ran without Theo. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Snorling Scouting Report on J.J. McCarthy
1: is coming up next. One other thing. Okay. Uh, the Pat McAfee Show, one of our fine listeners sent us a, a, some audio from the Pat McAfee Show. Matt Ishbia, who's a Michigan State guy. He owns the Phoenix Suns. He and his brother Justin, who lives in the northern suburbs. Mm-hmm. I hear they're really good guys. They want to buy the White Sox at some point. You know what his quote was on Pat McAfee? This is Matt Ishbia. Nobody cares what I pay in luxury tax. They care if we win. My job is to do what the fans want, and let's talk about winning.
0: Period. Captain J. Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back. Welcome
1: Welcome back to Captain J. Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago.
0: Real stats, unfiltered takes, and a deep dive. That's the new landscape of these sports. One player, one team, or one thing. This year, it's pathetic. It's an embarrassment. It's Snorling Scouting Report. Scouting report on Cap and J Hood. ESPN Chicago. Time to go into the film room with Shay Norling as he gives a scouting report on quarterbacks every week here on Cap J Hood. Today. It's yes, national champion quarterback JJ McCarthy.
3: I think next week we're going to start doing some receivers, but for now, still sticking with the quarterbacks. JJ McCarthy out of Michigan, national champion. Hmm. I'm going to start with the pros, which at the top of the list are two things that really aren't important to me, hoodie, but they are important to NFL teams: the leader. Everybody says he's fantastic in that clubhouse. On the podium, he knows what he's doing. You don't have to teach him a lot of those things when he gets into the league, how to deal with the media. He has a really good grasp on it. And he's a winner. 27-1 and 1 as a starter at Michigan. The third best win percentage in the history of college football. Again, doesn't matter a lot to me because a lot of these kids who win in college can't win in the NFL. It doesn't always translate, but it does matter to NFL scouts. As for on the field, he's mobile. He gets away from pressure really well. He's athletic. He's not really a running quarterback, but he can when he needs to. His legs are a weapon. They're a secondary weapon, but they are one. Super accurate with the football when he cuts it loose. I mean, the Ohio State throw everybody references where he put it between three defensive backs for a touchdown. Beautiful. Especially in the red zone, he can really feather that thing. Gets it through tight holes. I I like what he does as a thrower when he's allowed to throw. More on that in a moment. Uh And he runs a pro-style offense. Practically allergic to turnovers. Outside of the Bowling Green game, where he had three interceptions this season, he had one interception. It came against Maryland in November when Jim Harbaugh wasn't wasn't uh, coaching. Forty nine touchdowns to eleven picks for his career. Now, the cons: volume. He just doesn't throw the ball. I mean, the Penn State game sticks out. Seven of eight in that Penn State game. The Michigan offense consistently was at its best when it was run first and run heavy. When they didn't have to rely on J.J. McCarthy to make a lot of plays, that's when they would really cook. I look back to the TCU game when J.J. got asked to throw the ball 34 times. He had two pick sixes and a fumble in that game. The Georgia game, 17 attempts when uh, Cade, what's his name, went out. Yes. Not great. Whenever J.J. gets relied on to throw the ball a ton, that's when the Michigan offense doesn't look like the Michigan offense, and it typically looks much worse. The Iowa game in the Big Ten title, 30 attempts for J.J. He was accurate, but not a lot of yards. Just field position football, that was one of their worst offensive outputs. They ran the ball for fewer yards per carry than Michigan State against Iowa. Some of the other cons, when the ball is in his hands a lot and they're asking him to throw, he does get a little turnover happy. He'll put it on the carpet. He'll make some questionable decisions. He's a single read guy. It's a lot of early offense stuff out of that pro style shotgun kind of set. Yeah. They want him getting the ball out fast to the first open read. When it's not there and he has to start making decisions, sometimes there's worries. So overall, when I look at J.J., I've come around on it. I think he's a first-round talent. I think he's a first-round pick. But I think the best case for him is to go to a team where he does not have to start year one, where you've got maybe a veteran quarterback who's still got a year in the tank, who can start in front of him, bring him along, get him up to speed with NFL defenses. If you want to launch this guy in to like maybe Denver, where they might want to start him week one of the season, just go with him, mm. I think it could be disaster.
0: I would agree with that. So, you know, Cap, based on the analysis of Shea, always dead on, just the things that you remember about McCarthy is him running with the football or having a heavy running game that he can rely on. But as far as him being able to get the ball down the field, there's going it's going to take some work. Gotta take some work. There's some throws there, but again, his throwing ability was few and far in between in that offense for Michigan. A lot of heavy
1: running. Yeah, he's 20 years of age, incredibly mature. Why do you say that it doesn't matter to you, but it does to NFL teams? You're looking at it like an NFL GM when you evaluate these leadership in the room. That is an essential part of being a quarterback. A lot of guys have it, though. A lot of guys doesn't work. A lot of guys don't have it jay cutler that was the biggest detriment to his career he was not a leader in the room was that the biggest detriment or was that a, it was all the deep balls
3: like J.J. mccarthy deep ball accuracy not great and that's a big worry for me too mm-hmm. yeah that's got to get fixed but, but like i think cap like kirk cousins fantastic in a locker room can he win you a
1: super bowl no i don't think so if he had a good enough team i think he could right. <laughs> how good you got how much help does this guy need I mean, he hasn't had a great team, and he's put up damn good numbers. He's a good, He's had good stuff around him. He hasn't had an elite team.
0: We've got shot or no shot. That's in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.